Elias Salone's first job was in the McDonald's drive-thru. Her most recent job, pre-Fuqua, was at Silicon Valley Bank. That's right. She was there on March 10th, 2023, and experienced the third largest bank failure in U.S. history. In this episode, Aaliyah shares this story and many others as well. She talks about getting into finance, leaning on her family and her faith, and going off script when things don't go according to plan. Welcome to The Fuqua Show, for the stories, the lessons, and the passions of the Team Fuqua community here at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. I'm Thomas Chang, and today's guest is one of our Section 4 first years, one of our table bangers. We have with us today, Aaliyah Salone. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. And we're excited to have you here as well. Now, it's the beginning of spring of your first year in 2024. I know people don't like this question, but how is recruiting for you? Are you still going? Are you happy with your results? Yeah, pretty happy with my results. No longer recruiting. Officially done. was able to get that done before winter break. So I'll be heading to uh, J.P. Morgan this summer in their consumer retail group in New York City. J.P. Morgan for investment banking? Yeah, investment banking. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What surprised you the most about yourself from this process? I think the one thing that surprised me the most was how much I actually knew that I didn't think that I knew, that I knew, if that makes sense. Coming into this process, I was very insecure about like the technical aspect of the recruiting. Like, am I going to be technical, technically savvy to kind of get through the interview, understand what I should be talking about? I surprised myself in how well I was just able to catch on a little bit. And thankfully, I built upon my finance background that I had, but I know it was a different was a different little beast. Very happy for you. Very proud of you that you've achieved the result that you wanted to. And I'm looking forward to how it is for you. But I'll give a brief bio for folks who don't know Aaliyah. Aaliyah Salone is a first-year MBA student in Fuqua's class of 2025. She's originally from Georgia, and she built her career in banking, working at Boston Private before it was acquired by Silicon Valley Bank. She's passionate about cooking, volleyball, home and garden television, and Beyonce. Any other fun facts, anything that folks in the community might not know about you? I'm a big dog lover. I have a golden doodle. His name is Champagne, love of my life, and what gets me home because he has to go outside. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Well, Aaliyah, as I was looking through your 25 facts, and a side note, you can tell a lot about people by their 25 facts essays that we do here at Fuqua, but I noticed that you had a lot of facts about your different family members, Mm -hmm. and it seems like family is a really big, important factor in your life. I would love to start with just hearing about some of the important people in your life and some of the people who made you who you are today. I remember number one was about your grandma. Yeah, to kind of preface that, family is really huge, and I think it's because I just came from a big extended family. I only have I have one uh, younger sister, and so from there, our extended family became like our close family. So they have really kind of helped the trajectory of my life, and it did start with my grandmother, both of my grandmas, honestly, and how they were just so loving. Kind of being in their presence was very calming. And they really taught me about perseverance, but mainly kind of rooted in, you know, my Christian faith, how 
God is really able to kind of help us in those days. And I saw how faith has really led them to do the work that they've done and kind of be those caregivers for others. And it's really kind of filled me with a lot of empathy and a lot of caring that I try to portray with the things I'm involved in, the friends I have around me, and even family members. And so tell me about your your mom and your dad. What were they like? Or what, excuse me, what are they like? <laughs> what, what, what did they do for work? Would love to hear more. You know, it's funny. My mom and dad, very loving people. I don't know. They, they have their own little quirks. My dad is very numerical and he's all about, you know, do what you have to do to do what you want to do. That's a quote from one of the movies I we saw together called The Great Debaters. And so my mom is, I like to call her jack of all trades. I think that's the saying. She uh, started in public health with the CDC and then went into entrepreneurship where she was a McDonald's franchisee owner for about 15 years. That's interesting. You said a McDonald's franchisee owner for 15 years. Was that a part of your life at all? Yes. The the Golden Arches, as we like to call it, was a big part of my life. I think got the first store back in 2001. I was in the first grade. And I remember not really understanding what it meant when I was younger. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool because there was all these opportunities that I couldn't comprehend right now at that moment. I was just a little kid. So the free French fries was all it took for me to be excited and the chicken nuggets. So it was definitely, I guess, not appreciated when I was younger. But as I grew and got more exposed to the behind the scenes aspect of what it takes to be a franchisee, that provided a better understanding, a better awareness and a greater appreciation for what it takes to be an entrepreneur in this country as an underrepresented minority. As I grew up and kind of got more of that awareness, I, you know, also worked there. So McDonald's was my first job. They put me, I think I was in the drive-thru. So not the first window where we were collecting money, but the second window, I was handing out your meals. So my job was to keep track, make sure everything was in the bag. You got your drinks and saying, hi, welcome to McDonald's. Here's your order and have a great day. That was a really cool job, honestly. It really taught me a lot about the business. And I think working there honestly sparked my passion for business. As I kept going, I moved to the front counter or maybe I was making the fries like in my teenage years. And then I sort of pivoted the last few years of high school to be my mother's administrative assistant, I guess you would call it, where I was kind of more back office, understanding the vendors we were talking with doing payroll, working with the different employees and navigating kind of the finances behind what it takes to run and operate a McDonald's. And I think that's where I kind of found my spark. I really enjoyed the rigidness that finance is finance. And so the numbers aspect, I guess, came a little bit easier to me. I've always enjoyed numbers that way. And so within that realm of my parents owning that and then my mom eventually taking that was just being able to do something outside of just working in a McDonald's. I got a bigger picture of what life could be as a franchisee owner and just as an entrepreneur. Well, after high school and McDonald's, you went off to college. Did you then decide to pursue finance? Yeah. I went into undergrad with the notion of I'm going to be a business major. It's one of those majors that's broad enough, but still like on the list that you can choose from. Right. And you don't really have to specialize in anything. You kind of can just take 
whatever you want. And so that's what I did. And one thing that really stuck out to me was the accounting class and all the finance classes that I took. And I was like, okay, this all makes sense. And I think because finance and accounting is so structured and so to the book to some point, I thrive in that. I love structure. Something is structured when there's like the how to do, there's step one, step two, step three, something I can memorize and understand. And so that's how I kind of figured out, okay, business, all right, let me go down this finance track. And then of course you need internships. And so working with the career center at schools, as you do to try to figure that out, I found this place called private banking. I call it a place because it's all, it's it's all it's its own world because it's so different from like regular consumer banking. I was introduced to a whole nother, I guess, socioeconomic level of how people operate and how people run their money and how people live their lives. And so I was really interested in understanding, okay, maybe I can help in some way. Maybe I can learn how to do this. Maybe I can become a wealth advisor or try to figure out my kind of path or my little stitch within private banking. So that's kind of how I got to that. And then I went on to Boston Private Bank and things like that. Earlier, you talked about seeing underrepresented minorities be successful in business and in entrepreneurship. Black women are known for being underrepresented in banking and in finance. How is that experience for you? Yes, definitely all still true. And I think for me personally, I didn't go into that knowing it. Mm. And I think it was my first day at orientation. And I looked around the room and it wasn't a lot of me. I had really sourced that out through the resource groups that we had. And what I saw was the people who did look like me were more in the back office processing roles. And there were those unicorns that were, of course, in those high positions. But there was definitely a, a funnel of where we we weren't really there. And so I knew it existed, but sometimes it, it doesn't click until you come face to face with it. And I have to really credit the trajectory of my career being with managers that have really kind of been an advocate and support and definitely learned that being the only one in the room sometimes doesn't mean it has to stay that way. And so I know a lot of work has been is being done and has been done to kind of increase those numbers. And I hope that they do continue to increase. Okay. Boston Private gets acquired by Silicon Valley Bank and you work there and you're there on March 10th of 2023, the day that Silicon Valley Bank went under. Can you just walk us through what it was like that day and what you experienced? Yeah. I can honestly start with the week. It was just a, it was a regular week of click clacking on my computer, doing the reports I was responsible for, trying to understand, you know, just what was going to be due next week and things like that. And so I think it was Thursday or Friday and we got an email and saying they're going to discuss our financial position. I didn't pay too much mind to it because I was like, okay, I'll just listen and do my work. Like, you know, double double listen. And so I ended up missing that all hands just because I got caught up in my work. And and then on Friday, regular morning, log on, do my thing. And then I get an email from the FDIC. And they were like, when we closed, when we shut down Silicon Valley Bank, your employment with Silicon Valley Bank was also terminated. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so 
one, do I still do this report that's due? <laughs> that was the first question. And then two, what does this mean? I know my manager was, he's pretty high up. So I know he was busy handling, um, I'm not his only report. He has a whole bunch of other employees who probably had questions. And so I was like, okay, um, what does this mean? And then I went to Google ESPN, I mean, not ESPN, CNN, trying to figure out what was going on and what, what that really meant. And that's when it all kind of came clear. It's like, oh, a bank run. I was like, okay, yeah, finance. I know exactly what a bank run is. You don't have enough to to balance your balance sheet. The regulators are gonna are gonna um, shut you down. And so after that, it was complete silence because there was just so much unknown. So part of me just continued working, honestly, but to be really truly honest, I I kept working on the reports I was doing. The week after that, it was all hands on deck. The FDIC wanted to know where the money was, what accounts people were taking out their money. So, you know, I was kind of balancing some things, getting reports out as quickly as possible to try to understand where things were for my for my manager. So it was it was very interesting and very intriguing. Definitely not in my plan to have my job end in March instead of July before I came to business school. But yeah, you know, you just kind of got to go with the flow and just take it as it came because that was a point where everything slowed down and you didn't know what the next day was going to look like so you just waited until it hit your desk i went on like business as usual that day you mean the first day on the march 10th, march 10th. Mm-hmm. business as usual that day and kind of prefaced this i had already applied to business school like business school was already my plan my manager knew about it he wrote my recommendation letters and so i knew decisions were also coming out that day for fuqua and so later that day, I actually got a call from Jessica and she said, we would love to offer you admission to the Fuqua Daytime MBA program, class of 2025. And then my entire day just shifted. I was so elated. None of what was happening at work mattered anymore, although I still had to do my job. But I was just like on such a high that it kind of just crossed out everything had, that had b- bad that had happened 24 hours prior. And so it was just kind of funny that the same day that my bank goes under is the same day that I get a call from Fuqua saying that I was admitted into their program. And if that's just not like God or fate or something, or just maybe a funny coincidence, it was just definitely one of the highlights. I was going to ask, do you think that was God's work? Probably, honestly. I knew that date was coming, you know, you, they, you, they have it on the calendar, March 10th, round two calls. But what they don't have on the calendar is SVB is going to go under. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a sign that I was making the right choice in going to business school. And it definitely um, has played out that way. Earlier, you talked about how you really like control and structure and predictability. For you, when something like this happens, I know it all worked out in the end, but when something this unexpected and extreme happens, how do you respond or how do you react? It's really hard because what was clear path of doing the work, doing the deliverables, getting to July and then giving my notice that I was going to business school kind of all blew up in my face. And so I honestly was scared. I was like, do I have a job? What do I do? Like, how do I pay my rent? I have roommates. What is going on? And so I just leaned on my family. I called my mom, talked to my dad. I talked to my godparents, talked to my aunts. 
I was really just trying to get any any advice that I could on next steps. And so this was just all new to me. I was like, okay, do I have a job? Like, what should I do? Do I look for a new job? How do I know I'm not going to get laid off? And so there was a point of where like layoffs were coming. And I was just like, I was so nervous. I was like checking my email every hour. Like, okay, are they going to cut me? And so, yeah, I just, it was a lot of outsourcing, like resources, calling people, just trying to talk it out to, for someone to be just a soundboard. Cause my brain was in five different directions, which is why I don't sometimes like spontaneity and I don't like surprises and structure for my brain is really good. And I think that's why I'm so into finance because it's clear cut and, and things like that. So when things do go um, awry, it doesn't help my anxiety. However, I have been learning tools that allows me to relinquish that notion of control until relinquish having it all together or knowing what I'm going to do every step of the way. I was going to ask, we're all facing a very unpredictable and uncertain world. How are you trying to prepare yourself for when things like this or even worse things like this will happen in the future? A little bit of delusion. <laughs> um, delusion. They say Delulu is the Salulu. And um, <laughs> that is a little bit of it. But uh, in, all, in all honesty, um, I think that's a little bit why I chose finance, because no matter what, you're going to need a finance department. So in my head, this is an illusion, my head, I'm always going to have a job. Probably not true. Like you never know what's going to happen. But I try to equip myself with the tools and knowledge to be that person someone needs, whether that be at my current job or a next job or fill a need. And so I think for me, when it comes to to that and understanding if things do get worse, I just will have to one, lean on God and then two, maybe call my mom. (laughs) (laughs) In that order. In that order. So actually in the room right now, we have two of our Fuqua Show crew members. We have Jenna Houchins and Anandi Rahman. I'm going to let them jump in and ask a question if they'd like to. Aliyah, so you know your your background and your life has is so interesting. Like you've had so many different types of experiences across so many different fields, whether it's you know working at McDonald's and banking. What would you say is the most surprising thing about you that people discover? Yeah, and the first thing that comes to mind is that I can kind of sort of sing. So I am a big music lover. And I think it comes from taking chorus in high school as an elective, opted out of art because I just knew that was not for me, (laughs) stick figures for life. And (laughs) I got into singing. I think it kind of stems from growing up in a church and like singing at a Baptist like gospel church. But yeah, I don't know where it comes from. But yeah, I'll start humming to songs or I'll start singing songs. Our marketing professors here, you know, play the music before and after every class. And so I find myself singing and my section mates are like, Aaliyah, you can sing? And I think that's the one thing that surprises people. So what is a song that you think represents this chapter of your life right now? The song that comes to mind is off of Beyonce's four album yes it's called school in life it's was on her deluxe album so if you did not get the deluxe album you may not know that the song exists however oh it's just a fun upbeat song but it talks about growing up how you were a little kid now you're you were a teenager all about the boys and now you're in your 20s and then you're in your 30s and so it's, it's about 
she talks about time, the time and age age ranges in that song. And she she goes, she ends it with she ends the chorus, I believe, with like, who needs a degree when you're school in life? It's all about life is school. And she kind of talks about that if you've ever watched her documentaries, how she didn't go to school, she didn't go to college. Life was her school. And so I think it it speaks to something I'm doing now, like trying to take control of, you know, a little bit of what I want to do. And I'm in school, so it kind of fits. And so I'm 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 kind of school in life right now. Like I do need the degree though, so <laughs> that is important. However, it's more of a go with the flow type of song and go with the flow type of takeaway with life. And so I think that's what probably describes me the best in understanding how I'm navigating that right now. I think I just got goosebumps from being able to like hear you sing. So that was amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So Aaliyah. Thank you so much for sharing everything from, like Anandi said, working at McDonald's to the banking to Silicon Valley Bank to coming here at Fuqua now. For you, what would be a, a good life for you, especially after we're done here at Fuqua? I think a good life for me, someone going into investment banking, is to find the rest when I can and get as many stamps on my passport as I can before I start. That would be my life goal focus on experiences right now because I think up until that point I was focused on you know work trying to be the best I could be in that aspect of my life and so yeah taking my time and really focusing on rest and doing things that I want to do not because other people are doing them but because I really really want to do and hopefully long term I can continue to do that family and everything to find the rest, maybe retire by like 45. That's, that's like a pipe dream. But um, if I can rest as early as possible, that'd be amazing. I'll check in then when you're 45 and see how you're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. Just email me or something. Text me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaliyah, for coming on. Really glad that we were able to hear your story today. I wish you the best of luck with the rest of your first year with the summer internship. Thanks so much again. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was amazing.